Bonjour. Buenas noches. Mi nombre es Cristóbal. Y estás escuchando. This is your mind ranting. Aquí estamos en la ciudad de Cerritos, California. Está muy perrón aquí, cabrones. How'd you guys like that? You like, you like, you like that little Spanish intro? It's Chris Sanchez, okay? Just practicing my Spanish. Um, I don't talk much about cooking or what I do. Besides a lot of the shit I've been sharing with you guys over the anchor airwaves. But I've gotten really, really good at cooking steaks. And little did I realize, I was listening to a TED Talk on my way to come get my wife from work. Um, Josh Kaufman, I think I've mentioned this uh, this gentleman before on, on, uh, on one of my episodes. About how it takes about 20 hours for me and for you to learn something and be reasonably good at it. Now... I don't know about you, but I've pretty much tried every single type of steak cooking method I could find on the internet. I think I've spent well over, like, I'm not going to brag, maybe close to, like, $400 worth of steak just to fuck around with. Um, I'm not going to lie, the last, the first few months were terrible. I did not know what I was doing. I was just winging it. But then I started learning a little bit more about, you know, the various ways to cook meat, the um, the temperatures, um, uh, what works, what doesn't. And I'm not going to lie. Medium rare is cool. I, I'm not shitting on it in any way, shape, or form. I love medium rare. I love me a good old-fashioned porterhouse medium rare at a Chris and Pitts or a, a Black Angus or even a, a Ruth's Chris okay but if you try medium or or you try a few degrees up yeah medium it's it's semi-fagnesit that I totally butchered that it's magnificent it's beautiful it is delicious as all can be I needed to learn how to make a medium steak. Anytime I would cook a steak in the beginning, it was either raw as hell, and I'm talking like that bitch was still moving. It was still moving. I had to beat it with a stick just to finish it off. Or it would just be cooked to all hell. It'll be like, well. And it's not that I don't like well. I mean, it's it's okay. But that's for like carne asada or for like a like a skirt steak or, you know, for a thin piece of meat. Because with a thin piece of meat, when you put it on a skillet or you put it on a grill, if you do about, let's see, three minutes a side with a really thin piece of carne asada, flat meat, you're going to get your, your whale. You're going to get a whale done. You could do it a minute if you want it a little bit more bloody. A couple carne asadios you can go to, you get them a little thicker, you know. Uh, the two, three minutes they make them, it, it becomes like a medium or a medium well. 
but it's 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 really interesting once you start understanding a little bit about the parts of the cow how they taste which is more tendered uh which one has the more beefy taste to it what has more minerally like taste i'm I'm so butchering the english language here but took around about maybe a month or so after those those really crappy months for me to understand that you know what i need to get some tools okay i'm going to go buy me a cast iron okay cost like 10 12 bucks i bought me a really good cast iron at ross um cleaned it up you know i gave it its little oil bath why are such such wonderful things so simple but we make them so hard cast iron you know it took it it, the whole cleaning process when you first get it because it it has like a film on top that it does not taste really well you got to clean it out you got to use the hot water some soap uh put some oil around it the whole thing actually i learned that the first time you have to do the whole thing um and it took me about an hour hour and a half i'm like god damn i want to cook now but i had to learn to be patient i had to learn how to calm down and kind of take it one step at a time while i was doing that and trust me the store is really close to where i was i left the oven on um (laughs) big mistake okay you're supposed to blast the oven as high as you can when it comes to uh cooking your uh cast iron did i say cooking yeah when you when you're coating your cast iron with your preferred oil um it smoked the living hell out of my living room my wife was pissed but we gotta enjoy a decent steak okay you know what you guys tell me what you guys like in a in in the form of steak what do you like a porterhouse do you like a new york do you like filet mignon do you like a good old-fashioned skirt steak do you like a tenderloin do you like chuck sirloin not really into steaks i've met people who have told me that their personal cut their favorite cut is a chuck and or sirloin now cooked right cooked right it is a piece of deliciousness it is a a a bite of heaven and there have been times where i've gone to a couple of these um i think there was a like a, a a what the hell was it it was a a taqueria, a taco stop, that um, they specialized in chuck tacos, chuck roll tacos, and it was to die for. I honestly wanted the recipe. The senora in the back probably was gonna grab a knife and stab me if I asked for the recipe, but it was really good. Um, I cook with Chuck now, and so it took me about. Mm, I would say I was cooking two steaks out of the week at, after those few months in that one month where I was basically going to town. I was studying. I was reading. And it, it probably doesn't take that much effort to put a piece of meat on a skillet or, or put it in the oven or put it on a grill. But trust me, it takes 
diligence. It takes time. It takes perfection. Okay. This, I'm sorry, but everyone says that perfectionism is crap. But when it comes to meat, you have to be on point with it. I will argue with anybody about that. I will fight you. If I see a well done steak and I asked for a medium rare, I will fight you. Okay. Now, if you're cooking for me, I don't care what temperature preference you're going to ask. But don't ask me and give me some bullshit. Okay. So I started picking out the perfect meat. I started learning the difference between choice and prime. And <laughs> if anybody's a steak connoisseur out there or is a meat uh, lover, for me, I think if you cook choice the right way and it's it has to be cooked a lot more and a lot more refined than a prime steak it can actually compete with it okay and yes i just said that now i've had prime cuts before i mean my fucking wallet has been empty for 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 quite some time where i had to get some choice meat but prime grade meat is really good but i've learned a few ways to make them make choice meat Tastes just as good, if not, this is a big claim, if not better than prime grade meat. Okay? You got to learn to salt it the right way. Don't use that table salt. I've used sea salt, I've used kosher. Kosher seems to work the best. Sea salt, it's okay. You don't want it granulated. You don't want it like super refined. You just kind of want it like a little bit, a little grinded. Uh, pepper. Okay. I'm giving you guys a little bit of what I know and what I think is a decent steak. You guys go ahead and take this and perfect the living shit out of it. Okay. Pepper. It must be fresh. You cannot buy that grounded bullshit. Okay. Lo siento, abuelita. I know you have it on hand in your pantry. Te quiero mucho. I love you very much, abuela. But I will refuse to use that stuff. Okay? Note to self, if you see your friend's pantry and you open it up and you see grounded black pepper, not a fresh grinder, it's time to lose that friend. I'm sorry. You, I, I, I have to part with them. So, salt, pepper. Now, people want to do extra shit to it. They want to add coffee grinds. I've, I've heard that. I've heard that. People adding coffee grinds. Uh, coriander, cumin, paprika, cayenne, uh, garlic powder, onion powder, garlic salt, um, tarragon, uh, dried rosemary, dried thyme. Not really a fan. Salt and pepper will do. If you have a really good piece of meat, do it with just salt and pepper. You don't need anything else, okay? That That's just for the rub. Now, one thing a lot of people will argue about is how long you should have your meat sit out in the counter. Now, some people say you should have it out for about an hour. Some people say 10 minutes. Some people say 15. I've, I've done them all. Me personally, 30 minutes out in the counter is fine. You know, they've, I think, uh, Kenji Lopez, all, he made a, a couple of, uh, 
articles regarding to letting your meat rest before you cook it. Sometimes, you know, just a lot of bullshit information that has been passed throughout generations. Me personally, I don't see the point of leaving out my meat for more than 30 minutes. I'm good. I want to eat it. Okay. I want to eat it. So 30 minutes, uh, salt and pepper it. Um, a lot of that salt will enter the meat and you'll thank me for it. Okay. Salt your meat before you cook it. Do not salt it. Like two minutes before you cook it. Don't salt it after salt it 30 minutes before. If you can do it the night before, God bless your heart. God bless your heart. You will thank me for such a wonderful cut of meat. Okay. But if you're if you're uh, short on time, thirty minutes is fine. No less though. Okay, have it sit out on the car on the counter. Cast iron. Uh, you can use also a nonstick pan, a heavy set pan if you don't have a cast iron. But who the fuck doesn't have ten bucks to just go to a Walmart, go to like a Ralph's, just buy one of those lodge uh, lodge cast irons? They last. Shit, they probably last longer than. My friend's last relationship. That guy's go. That guy goes through too many women. It shit. It probably outlasts me. Uh, yeah. So cast iron. Um, now this is where you get into different cooking methods. Okay, you have your sous vide, which is basically kind of cooking with water, like a water bath. There is just a simple reverse sear. There's a sear then the um into the oven and just a plain old sear okay four methods i have yet to try the sous vide i might just let you guys know how that goes i i'm thinking about just going to buy the machine uh sometime this week it's like a 100 bucks but fuck it you know i hear it makes really good meat but of the three methods the reverse sear the sear then oven and then just the complete sear i will rank them this way So from least to best. Sear to oven. And I hate to say it, but the the just the pan sear is second to the reverse sear. I, I'm sorry. It, it really is. I, I love me a good wholesome steak that I can eat in like less than 20 minutes. But if you want something a little bit more refined, a little bit more tasty, you're going to have to wait a little bit longer. Okay. Another thing I wanted to add, if you are going to go let's let's actually even talk about the pieces of meat, okay? Best cuts to always eat all for a fancy occasion. New York good old-fashioned porterhouse. Please get those primed. You can get them choice. You can get away with that. You can. But find them grass-fed if you can if you can find them. At your local grocery store. And even then, grocery store meat, it's kind of icky. I like to go to Costco to buy this stuff. But grocery meat is okay. But find a butcher shop or find a carniceria that will do that for you. Get you a good, good piece of New York. of, of Of a porterhouse ribeye. Tomahawk ribeyes. 
it's cool the presentation and you know people will say that the bones on 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 a ribeye you know it it uh it's an insulator it gives flavor i haven't seen it i haven't tasted it i mean the part where the bone is connected to that that little that little piece of meat it's less cooked than the rest of the cut but i don't want to have a medium rare steak and then fucking blood just like gushing out of that shit you know i want it pink yes but i don't want no goddamn like fucking mooing coming out of my piece of meat i'm saying meat a lot my mouth is watering okay so pick yourself a, a good steak it has to be more than an inch okay it does have to be more than an inch. You get anything less than that, you do any of this cooking methods I'm going to tell you about, you're going to end up with a well steak. Now, if you like well steaks, go for it. But if you do want a perfect steak, if you want a beautiful steak, it has to be more than an inch. Ladies, you don't know where to get your man? Get your man some beef. Unless he's a vegetarian. Then get him a veggie steak. That's the thing, right? Yeah. Get him a veggie steak. Mmm. That actually sounds pretty good. I, I might want to try that if that's a thing. Is it a thing? You guys let me know. Um. So yeah. Uh, more than an inch. Uh, two inches is fine. I like an inch and a half of meat. And you know. You want to get good quality meat. Okay. And this is where the salt and pepper kick in where that's all you'll need. Because if you have a good quality meat, piece of meat, you're not going to need no fancy gimmicks. You're not going to need anything crazy. Salt and pepper will do. Freshly grounded. Pepper, kosher salt. Lightly grounded. Okay. You want some of those little uh, grains to stick out, you know. Like kind of chunky. Okay. Reverse sear. All right. Set your temperature to what, um, I've tried them in different temperatures. I've tried, um, 230 degrees. I've tried it at 275. 250 is fine, uh, for an inch and a half piece meat for about 30 minutes. If you have a thermometer, please, actually, you know what? Yes, please, please have a thermometer at hand. I can now kind of figure out, um, how meat feels or what temperature it's at just by feeling it um you know that you do the little finger trick i think gordon ramsay does it uh where you kind of put your thumb and your index finger together your your middle that you know uh rare is just like the the, the fleshy part of your palm uh medium rare is like i think your middle finger you have uh medium with your ring and then well done as your pinky so on and so on there's a fucking diagram somewhere god damn it i don't feel like explaining it all that much okay you have your meat you have your oven get a cooling rack uh those are like about 10 bucks you're gonna spend some money on a good piece of meat you might as well spend some money on some decent equipment cooling rack if you don't want to buy the cooling rack, um, you could use the rack. This is a neat trick. I, I I did this one myself. I'm sure other people have tried it. Um, I do have a cooling rack, but if I don't feel like washing extra shit, which 
it doesn't make any sense that defeats the purpose because I'm still gonna have to wash the rack. Um, I take the bottom rack of my of my oven in the oven, uh, set a pan, grab the top rack and put it on the level as close as I can, or if not on top of that pan, so that way the juices will. And sometimes you will get juices, sometimes you won't. That depends. If you do get juices, um, I'm scared. You should be scared as well. But that's just to capture any any, any juices and to kind of create a, circ- uh, a quite the circulation for the meat to be cooked from one side. Because you don't want to set this piece of meat on a on, on a flat surface, on a flat pan, and it just cooks the shit out of one side, and then the other side's like fucking still raw. Okay. Keep it at a low temperature. The low temperature will it will do, it will cook your meat to your desired temperature. You get that thermometer, you put it to about one third, uh, 120 to 125 is where you want it for your medium rares. Um, if you want a little bit more, 135 should be fine. I might be off by a lot actually, but uh, 125 for me for a ribeye, about an inch and a half. 35 minutes if you have a little bit more if you have about a, a, a inch and three quarters or two or two and a half you want to um, just add a couple uh, maybe add like 15 minutes more or until you get the, the 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 desired temperature that you want you take it out you let it rest and that's uh you let it rest on a rack this is where the cooling rack will come into play okay you let it rest after that, you get your, your cast iron. And I hate to stress this. You must have the shit on high. If your thing, if your oven and your stovetop are only rated to 8, you better bump that bitch up to 9. If it's at 10, to 11. You have to have that pan screeching hot. Screeching hot. You need that shit to be burning your house down if you need to be. And your house will get smoky. I'm sorry. There is no way to avoid shit. There is no way to avoid a smoky house. But you know what? If everyone in the house is a beef lover, it's all good. If you have any vegetarians, just tell them to leave for a couple days. They will be surely missed as you're chowing down on your steak. So, ripping hot. Neutral oil. Um, Don't do olive oil. Uh, don't do grapeseed. Canola will do fine. Vegetable oil, those are fine. Okay, just do those. Um, your meat should have been rested for about ten to fifteen minutes. Okay, ten to fifteen minutes. You don't have to put a, a little fucking foil tint on, over it or anything like that. Just let it rest. Just let it rest. Ten fifteen minutes. Grab your big ass piece of meat. I like to. If it's a ribeye or if it's a New York boneless, I will sear the fat cap. Sear that first. You will thank yourself later. And you sear. Now, sear is a really, just like a really quick, like, um, what you want to do is you want to create a crust. uh, Something about like a Maillard reaction or, or some scientific bullshit like that. I should start using more science to cooking because science is good because meat is good therefore science equals good um yeah it it helps create a better crust now sear your meat 
I think no more than in all in all one and a half minutes to two. Two is pushing it. Two. If you go two thirty, you've you've done fucked up. Unless it's a big piece of fucking meat. There's absolutely no way I can think of that you can overcook that piece of meat. You can. Okay, I've done this shit before. I, I've done it before. I've I've let it sear for over like five minutes after I did the whole reverse sear thing. I have overcooked it. Now, was it bad? No, but it wasn't to my preferred temperature. Okay. So, about a minute, one side, minute the other, uh, about a like 30 seconds the fat cap unless you want it really fucking crunchy really crispy then make it like about a minute so fuck it you know what give it three minutes okay your first side you let that sear now you can use some aromatics now aromatics nothing too crazy rosemary and thyme saragon tarragon maybe some bay leaves gotta crush those up to get some of the oils out um garlic that's it, okay? There's no, there's nothing else that you can use. You can use like, uh, like a poultry blend, but mm, it's okay. Some don't use basil. Don't use basil. I swear to Jesus, do not use it. Um, so you let that stuff roast in the pan for about uh, a, a minute as well. You'll flip it really slowly for dramatic effect, and you will see. A gorgeous, gorgeous brown crust. You can like touch it. Careful, it's a little hot. You can touch it and you can almost feel it in your mouth. Okay. Let's talk about butter. Okay. Butter is wonderful. Butter is what made me fat, or I made myself fat, but butter is at fault as well. Look, just use butter. Use a couple tablespoons, okay? Grab that butter, a couple tablespoons, throw it in that pan. Let it roast the rest of your aromatics, all your aromatics. Throw it on top of your aromatics. It, it should melt like literally in like 10 to 15 seconds. What you do then is you tilt the pan away from the fire uh, towards you and you start basting, basically giving your steak a, a bath of sorts okay do that for about a minute okay then you want to maybe flip it on the other side and give that a bath but do it for like 20 seconds okay grab your steak put it back on that plate or back on the cooling rack section you could pour the hot butter liquid over the piece of meat that you have it won't overcook it It'll actually get into the cracks and crevices. And mm, my God. Oh my God. It's so delicious. Grab your aromatics. You can brush them on top of your meat. You can make a little tent if you want now for your meat. If not, you could just let it sit. Okay. Now you don't have to let it sit as you would normally if you just did like a regular pan sear. And it takes about seven to ten minutes to let it rest on the pan with the pants here but if you do the reverse here three to five minutes you should be fine three to five minutes you want to cut off the bone or you want to keep the bone just so you can chew on it 
That's fine. Now, sauces, I don't really care for them. I'm not eating fucking prime rib. Prime rib's good, but that's that's where you can whip out the sauces. The A1, yeah, it's good, but I eat it on a burger. The steak should turn out so good that the aromatics and the garlic should penetrate. The butter should do the trick to the point where you don't need the sauce. If you want to make a sauce, shallots, um, some red wine vinegar, I think. No, sherry vinegar, uh, red wine, some shallots, um, some mushrooms if you want to put it on there. Um, you let it glaze and kind of get it to a syrupy consistency. That's the only sauce you will need. Other than that, you can enjoy this shit by itself. Um, you can add some sides, mashed potatoes, baked potato. I like a baked potato with my steak. I like it like a cowboy. But if you cook it as a in a reverse sear method, it'll be like a great Gatsby. Uh, I like I like the way the guys from Tasty quoted it. You know, if you do a pan sear, it's like straight cowboy. Like you know, you feel like going to a fucking a hoedown right after you uh, chew on the steak. But the Great Gatsby, the reverse sear, it it feels more refined. It feels fancy. And there you have it. Holy shit, this was long. <laughs> um, I just basically explained to you how uh, how to cook a steak. And the amount of time it took me was about three months. It should have taken less. But, you know, that 20-hour method, it's true to a point, yes. You have to be methodical. You do have to figure out how to tackle a skill, how to tackle a problem. Because I could have, my first two months, I was literally just grabbing fucking steak and cooking it, thinking I was doing an okay job at it. But then I realized, no, it takes a little bit more. Okay. There is one thing I do need to mention. I do need to stress this out. If you're with your friends, with your men, with your guys, with your boys, with your buddies, and you're going to make steaks... Please, please, don't play with your fucking meat. Set it on the cast iron. Don't do anything fucking crazy. Just fold your arms back. Put your little towel in your apron or in your back pocket. Cross your arms and just just bask in the glory that you are about to partake in. Bask in your hard work. Don't play with your fucking meat, okay? Don't try to showboat in front of your boys, you know? Doesn't make you doesn't make you more macho. Just makes you look stupid. Okay. Long one. Yes, I know. I should start doing these a hell of a lot more. I think I might hold myself accountable. I need you guys to hold me accountable too. If if you actually like listening to this stuff, I hope you do. Please give me a a shout out or let me know what you guys want to hear. About this is your mind ranting. I need to better myself and better this show, but can't do it without you guys. So, this is Chris Sanchez. Buenas noches, y ya los vamos con las perras.